I'll be reading this morning from Isaiah chapter 9. I'll be reading verses 6 and 7. And then we will have Philippians 2, 9 through 11. And then Acts chapter 4, verse number 12. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there now. If not, you can look at the screen. Brother Justin will have the scriptures up there. Or if you have your Bible and you just forgot your glasses at home and you can't see that little bit of, of font that's on there, that's I had to get one of the big print Bibles. And then even with my glasses, I was like, hey, can we make this any bigger? I was doing this on my Bible to try to make it bigger, and it didn't work for some reason. But I can do that on my iPad. And so all of this talking that I'm doing right now is just in case you had your Bible and you didn't know where Isaiah was. Now you can find it. Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Philippians chapter 2 beginning at verse number 9 Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Acts chapter 4 verse number 12 I'll be reading this one from the New Living Translation at this time and we'll get to the King James in the middle of the message but I wanted to read it from the New Living because I, I like the way that it reads. There is salvation in no one else. I mean, right there. I mean, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. For the next little bit this morning, I'm going to title my message, No Other Name. No Other Name. Name. Look at your neighbor before you're seated and tell them no other name. And you may be seated. Have you ever stopped to think and wonder how many names that there are? According to a website that I found called Statistics Sweden, there are approximately 759,000 last names if every spelling variation is counted as a name in its own right. According to this site, the number of given names for women is about 238,000. So there are 238,000 first names for women. And wouldn't you know it, men add up to about 203,000. We're always just... Are these... Are these numbers accurate? Probably not. I mean, the only reason I'm using Brother Cameron this website is because it had the word statistics in the title of it and it just sounded really smart. I mean, because if you're going to go with some numbers, you should go with a website that says statistics. Because I found another website and it's called answers.com and the question was asked, how many names are there in the world? 
One response was 9,000. <laughs> okay. Another person answered, there are approximately 32 million different names in the world. Neither of these gave any information to back up their claims of over 9,000 or 32 million. I mean, that's a big span. 9,000 or 32 million. There were no facts. They had nothing that they referenced to tell us these numbers. But according to Answers.com, this was the best answer. And I'm going to paraphrase it because their answer was four paragraphs long. And it was long paragraphs. They wanted to try to prove a point. But if I could give you the Cliff Notes version of it and sum it all up, basically it's this. Nobody knows. One news website, nonstop local KHQ out of Spokane, Washington claimed. The U.S. Census Bureau statistics tells us that there are at least 151,671 different last names and 5,163 different first names that are in common use in the United States of America. And when I tried to click on their link, it went to a website that no longer existed, so I couldn't even confirm that that was true. So again, nobody knows. But it got me thinking, how common is my name? There was one Sunday here that we had, oh, I think it was six or seven different Kims. And I was talking and, and this one lady was a guest. It was her first time here and she said, guess what my name is? And I didn't know and, and I said, I don't know, but I, I have a feeling you're about to tell me. And she said, I'm the sixth Kim. And I was like, well, who all have you been talking to? She said, all the other Kims. I walked out into the parking lot yesterday and there was a family waiting out that they, there, there was a, a, a problem with a vehicle and they were getting towed and I stopped to make sure that everything was alright and I introduced myself to the man and, and to the family and the man looked at and I said, hi, my name is Greg and he says, I think I can remember that. Is it Greg or Gregory? And I said, well, it's, it's Gregory when I'm in trouble but I usually try to go by Greg as much as possible and he says, good, because that's my name too. Like, well, what are the odds, Greg? I have a friend that tried to connect with everyone that he could on Facebook that had the exact same name as he did. I don't know when he gave up, but he would continually send out messages and they would talk and he would send me and he said, you need to find out how many Greg hookers there are. And I said, one is enough. But how common is my name? I found a website that makes a claim that they have an algorithm that will very accurately answer, and those that's their words. We can very accurately answer the question of how many people are named Gregory. And so I typed in my name, and it's, this is what they came back with. We estimate that there are currently about 702,236 people named Gregory living in America. And this is the part that shocked me. Of the people named Gregory, 2,840 are females. 699,396 are male. Now, when you look up the name Gregory in the dictionary, it just says C. Manly. And whenever you look up Manly in the dictionary, it says C. Gregory. So you can, you can understand my confusion. Come on, we have to laugh a little bit this morning. 
So you can understand my confusion whenever I found out that there were 2,840 females with the name of Gregory. And then this website had the audacity to ask this question in bold print. Is Gregory a female or a male name? Right? Here's their answer. 0.4% of people named Gregory are female and 99.6% of people named Gregory are male. This means that Gregory is considered a male name. And I was like, you're preaching to the choir. Then the side asked me, Brother Cameron, do you want to know about your last name? I said, yes, I do. It does not give you a history, but It says, according to the latest census, there are 16,646 people with the last name of Hooker that are living in the United States. There are not many of us, but we're still here. (laughs) According to USA Today, the top five name for boys this year, this year, 2023, coming in at number five is Elijah, and number four is James, and then Oliver, and then number two is Noah, and the top name for a boy in 2023 is Liam. Liam is the most popular name in 21 of the 50 United States. For girls, it comes out like this. At number five, we have Ava, and then Charlotte, Amelia, Emma, and the number one spot goes to Olivia. Olivia is the most popular name in 32 out of the 50 United States of America. Naming a child is big business. There are entire books that are, the title is simply baby names. Type it in on Amazon and just look up books with baby names. There are, and they all almost have the exact same title, baby names, favorite baby names, what they mean. Because naming of a child is important. Whenever a person decides to name their child, sometimes they will name it after a parent. I went to school with Willie Butch Lynn IV. And he let everybody know that he was Willie Butch Lynn. Not just Willie Butch Lynn, but Willie Butch Lynn the fourth. There were four generations of Willie Butch Lynn. Somewhere along the way, Daddy said, you know what? If it's good enough for me, it's good enough for Junior. And Junior said, if it's good enough for me, then it's good enough for number three. And, and Butch Lynn said, if it's good enough for number three, then I'm going to have a Willie Butch Lynn the fourth. And I, I'm telling you, I love Will. I still message with Will. I I think the last time we talked, he was sheriff of the small town that I lived in. But they chose to name their child because names matter. Names matter in what they mean. A parent will sometimes choose a name on what it means. It could be something that the name will mean a gift or it will remind them of a parent. It will remind them of, of a best friend. But there's something special about the ability for you to name a child. When we look at our text this morning, we find that Mary and Joseph were not given this choice. Philippians 2 and 9, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. It is God that chose his own name of Jesus. 
Listen to the words of Matthew. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as followed. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared him unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins all of this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying behold the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel which is translated God with us I want to focus though on the next part of the verse. Then Joseph being aroused from his sleep did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her until she brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Joseph made the choice to follow after what God had done. When we hear and we think of the Christmas stories, many times Joseph is simply in the background. When we hear Christmas songs, we we don't hear about Joseph. No, we hear about Mary, the Virgin Mary, how she was highly favored. She's prominent. The shepherds are in the field abiding and the angels show up. There's an innkeeper. There's wise men. But we never hear about Joseph. I don't know, but I don't believe the song would have been as popular or if it would have said, Joseph, did you know that your baby boy would someday walk on water? It just—it doesn't have the same ring to it. But Mama, Mary, did you know? Joseph, the Bible describes him as a just man. One translation says he is upright. And the original translation says that Joseph was a righteous man. Righteous in the fact that he conformed to God's standard. He was a just man. And this is what the definition of that word, especially in the eyes of God. When God looked down, he saw Joseph as a righteous, a just man. While Mary is highly favored, Joseph was a righteous man. But Joseph, in the Jewish custom, had rights. The naming of a Jewish child is a profound spiritual moment. The sages would tell you that naming a baby is a statement of a child's character, their specialness, and their path of what they will become in life. This viewpoint and tradition dates all the way back to 1 Samuel 2 and 25. For as his name is, so is he asserting that a child's name will ultimately define him or her. When I say the name of Jesus, there's something about it, for as his name is, so is he. At the beginning of life, we have a name given to us. At the end of life, all that we have left, they say, is a good name, and that is all that we are able to take with us. Naming a Jewish baby is not only a statement of what the parent hopes that the child would be, but also where the child comes from. So when we read these six words, and his name shall be called Jesus, Jesus, 
we should not take them lightly because it was Joseph's right to name him. Both Mary and Joseph were told that his name would be Jesus. Mary is told we have the story in Luke chapter 1. It says he shall be called. You will call his name Jesus. He shall be great. He He shall be called the son of the highest. The Lord shall give unto him the throne of his father David. We've already found that the angel told Joseph that his name shall be called Jesus. The Talmud says an angel comes to the parents and whispers the Jewish name that the baby will embody. But did you know that there is a tradition that had Mary given him the name Jesus and Joseph decided not to? If Mary had said his name is Jesus... And Joseph had looked on and said, no, I'm going to change his name. If it would have come to that, it would have been as if the child never even had a name. They tell me that it would simply be that his name would be null and void. He would be a nameless child. He would have no future. He would have nothing to live for. There would be nothing about it. And so when Isaiah said his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Joseph summed it all up and said, His name shall be called Jesus. Can I tell you this morning that there's no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved. There's nothing null and void about it. In Him dwells all fullness of the Godhead bodily and His name is Jesus. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm excited that I know His name. I'm excited that I'm covered by his name I'm excited that there's no other name so in that moment when the name Jesus passed over his lips hope entered into this world peace entered into this world that name is as powerful today as it has ever been I've experienced that power that power is in this room he's a healer for as his name is so is he and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins Jesus means Yahweh is salvation and that salvation is in this room this morning if you're lost his name is Jesus if you're weary his name is Jesus if you're downhearted his name is Jesus if you're sick in body his name is Jesus there's no other name there's no other name he's in this room how do I know because the Bible tells me in Matthew for where two or three are gathered together in what my name there am I in the midst of them there am I in the midst of them I remember I was 19 maybe 20 and I worked at J.C. Penney selling suits come in after a Sunday morning service I'm standing at the cash register and a gentleman comes up with a whole group of people and he begins to talk to me and he's very nice and he looks and he says I like your suit did you buy it here? and I said no sorry he said did you just just come from church this morning? I said, yeah. And he said, where do you go to church? And I told him. And it's like all the air was sucked out of the room. And 
he said, oh, he was aggressive about it too. I'm not a fan of aggressive people. <laughs> but when you're working every once in a while, you just have to grin and bear it. This man looks at me and he says, oh, you're one of those. <laughs> and I said, okay, what does that mean? He says, you're one of those Jesus onlys. Now, I do not argue. There's no point in it. He was looking for an argument. So why would I argue? But I was bothered. Oh, it, it bothered me because not only, he, it would have been okay if he would have stopped there and I could have just rung him up and put his stuff in a bag and said, God bless you. With some kind of sickness. <laughs> then I would have repented. I didn't do that. Could have been a cold. I'm getting old. Stuff's just, my filter's going away. Every day, I'm closer to, closer to the next year. Oh. It would have been enough if he would have, I could have handled it if he would have stopped right there. But he began to turn around to his, to his friends that were with him, Brother Jack. And he says, do you know what they believe? And they're all laughing, making fun of me because I'm apostolic. The problem was he didn't say anything that was really true. So he had no clue what I believed. All he knew was what he had heard or what someone else had told him. And he got this belief of what I was. And so I was bothered. 19, 20 years old, young, hair, a lot thinner. Sad right now. But it bothered me enough that I called my dad. And I said, Dad, look, this is what happened. I remember, and I said, did I do anything wrong? Should I have been, you know, should I, you generation of vipers, get out of J.C. Penney's. Dad laughed. Dad was short and sweet, not only in stature, but in his answer. This was his answer. He said, Greg, you are not Jesus only. I said, okay. And he said, let me finish. He says, you're Jesus everything. And then he got a little bit excited on the other end of the phone. And all the way from Taylor, Arkansas, he began to preach to me. And he busted out this scripture and said, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father by him. Whatever I do in word or logos or in deed, I do it all in the name of Jesus. When I got off of the phone, my life was forever changed because I understood in that moment everything I do. I'm doing it in the name of Jesus. I pray in his name. I worship in his name. I magnify in his name. I give in his name. Everything I do is in the name of Jesus. I baptize in his name. I preach in his name. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. It's all in the name of Jesus. And if you want to know how to get something changed, start doing it in the name. Pray over your food in the name. Pray over your family in the name. Do it all. In the name of Jesus. Come on, clap your hands. Clap your hands. But do it in the name of Jesus.
telling you, in that moment, I, I still have those notes somewhere. Because I took those notes and I began to write down a message. And I remember I was on a plane to Washington, D.C. And I began to preach. And the title of the message was all, it was simply, do it in Jesus' name. And I began to preach. And I remember we were there and I was preaching. And there was a, a guest that was on the front row. And all of a sudden they were weeping and they were crying. And I began to tell them, I said, everything I do, I do it in the name of Jesus. If I'm in the store, it's in the name of Jesus. When I'm behind a pulpit, it's in the name of Jesus. I'm a husband in the name of Jesus. I'm an employee in the name of Jesus. Everything I do is in the name of Jesus. The man came to me, and he's a denominal pastor in the area, and he said, I've never looked at it that way. He said, why would I do anything except in the name of Jesus? It's not about a title. It's about a name. I don't want to take anything away from the name. Somebody hear me. Everything I do is in the name. I worship in his name. I dance in his name. I leap, I jump, I do it all. I'm Jesus everything. What I do in word. Whatever comes out of my mouth. Out of the abundance of my heart, the mouth is going to speak. It's in Jesus' name. It's in Jesus' name. It's in his name. I remember I began to study and I began to look that up and I found out that it said in word or deed. And if you look that up, you actually find out what that means. Every task that you do. See, the word is the logos and that's the spiritual side. But indeed is the task and that is the physical side. So everything that I do, if I'm preaching, it's in his name. If I'm out there rolling on paint on those walls, guess what? I'm doing it in Jesus' name. There's nowhere and there's nothing that I ever want to do that is not in the name of Jesus. I believe that's why when you walk through the store, you ought to be walking down those aisles in the name of Jesus. Because everywhere that your foot goes, God has already promised it to you. That's why every time that I take a step, there's something on the inside of me. Even if I've been down that aisle before, there's something that says in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm taking territory in Jesus name I'm taking dominion in Jesus name I'm going to have miracle signs and wonders that's why I preach like I do because I'm preaching in Jesus name with everything that I've got I do it all in Jesus in word or in deed so when Jesus spoke when Joseph spoke the name Jesus salvation entered into this world Acts 4 and 12 says, neither is there salvation in any other. This is the way that I'd learned it my entire life. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. There's nothing else out there that will give me hope. There's no other name. 
The name of Jesus is my hope. The name of Jesus is my salvation. His name is my safe place. Proverbs 18 and 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. There's no other name. He's your healer. He's your healer this morning. And he's in this house. James 5 and 14. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name. In the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name. I'm getting ready to close. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Can I tell you that he's the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the Lamb slain from the foundations of the world. He's a stone that the builder rejected. All the same, he's also the chief cornerstone. He's the great I Am, the Alpha and Omega, first and last. He's King of Kings and the Bread of Life. He's the friend that's his close and a brother. He's the resurrection and the life. He's my shepherd. He's my provider. And I can sum it all up in one name. That's all in the name of Jesus. I don't know what you need this morning but it's in the house because Jesus is here can we all stand all across this house and lift your hands to him right now because Jesus is in the house when I've said Jesus I've said it all we take and we paraphrase the scripture say he's as close as the mention of his name When you can't yell it out, when you can't get it out at all hardly, and all you can do is whisper his name. I have been in times that I have been able to proclaim and I have prayed for people and I have, there has been a strength and a boldness and I just laid my hands on them and I said in the name of Jesus, be thou healed. And then there have been times that I have been so broken because I know where they are and I'm broken because they're broken and I can't do anything but weep with them. And all of a sudden, something on the inside, the Spirit begins to make utterances that I can't. And then I hear myself saying, Jesus, Jesus, before long... Tears are running down our face, but it's not because we're weeping in mourning, but because there is a power that has entered into the room. There is a power that has entered into where we are. And the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Glory, God manifest in the flesh, His name is Jesus. Jesus. Oh, they sang about it. Jesus, oh, what a wonderful child. And his name shall be called. This is one of my favorite messages that I preach. And I've used it before here, but his name shall be called. That doesn't even talk about who he is. When I say Jesus... I'm talking about the one that says, peace be still. The song says, I know the peace speaker. I know him by name. 
And when he says, peace be still, they have to obey. There's no other name. There's no other name. There's no other name. There are many religions. They have their names and they will cry out to them. But let's just look at the Old Testament. The prophets of Baal, they're yelling, they're screaming, they're hollering, they're cutting themselves, they're doing everything that they can. And the prophet just simply says, all right, it's my time. And he prays a simple prayer. And the fire fell. But here's the difference in me and the prophet. I know the name. I know the name. So I say, let the God that answers by fire be God. And can I introduce you to him this morning? His name is Jesus. I loved this slide. It has all of these different titles. But in the middle of it, it's simply Jesus. He's Jehovah Shalom. He's Jehovah Nisi. He's El Shaddai. No matter what you need, no matter what you're looking for, you can find it in Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed, please. They're going to sing a song that we do here. It simply says, I speak the name of Jesus. But before they begin to sing, I have to give an altar call. If you are in this house and you do not know him by name, you've heard his name, but you don't know him by name. You know, there are some heroes of mine in the ministry that I've listened to since the time I was a teenager even before, younger. I may know their name, but I don't really know them. There are presidents that we all know their names, but none of us really know them. If you're in this house, you may have heard his name all of your life. But unless you have repented of your sins, what's repentance? Simple. You ask God to forgive you of all of your sins. You say, will you forgive me? And from the depths of your heart, repentance is basically turning around and going another direction. So true repentance comes whenever you ask for forgiveness and you have every intention in your heart to turn around and leave another way. Bible then tells us that he will fill us with the baptism of the Holy Ghost that is him coming and living on the inside of us well how will I know that happens easy that's easy too you will speak with another tongue as the spirit gives the utterance but I don't know how you don't have to know how that's the beauty of it it's a promise it's a gift we can baptize you in the name of Jesus. And in 
doing that, you are buried into his name. And you come out a new creature in Christ Jesus with his name applied to your life. Because there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. There's nobody else that can save me. There's nobody else that can redeem me. There's nobody. No, there's no other name. If you're in this house and you want to know him, I'm going to open the altar in just a moment. But if you're in the house and you need a healer, he's in the house. If you're in the house and you need a comforter, he's in the house. If you're in the house and you need peace, you need restoration, whatever it is that you have need of, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. I'm asking if you would, will you come and find a place around this altar? Will you come and find a place? If you, if you simply want to know him more, is there someone in your family that you would like to come and stand in place of and say, God, because what we're going to do is they're going to sing it and I'm going to proclaim the name of Jesus over you. I'm going to speak it over your family. I'm going to speak it over your home. I'm going to speak it over your job. I'm going to speak it over your health. I'm going to speak the name of Jesus. Bethel, would you come and find a place? Come find a place. You can stand. You can kneel. Lift your hands. But come and find a place around this altar. He gave all. He gave all. So that in this moment in time, right here, right now, we can encounter him and know him. Are you Jesus everything this morning? Are you Jesus when it's convenient? I'm not Jesus when it's convenient. I'm Jesus everything. I'm Jesus in the valley. I'm Jesus on the mountain. I'm Jesus when I'm weary. I'm, I'm Jesus when it's all going well. I'm Jesus everything. Come on, lift your hands and begin to pray. Lift your hands and begin to pray. A friend of mine called yesterday and spoke a word into my life. And then he told me, he said, you tell the church at the end, you tell them that God has laid that church on my heart and I am praying that he will move. He said, speak the name of Jesus over them. He didn't even know what I'm preaching, but he said, let them know that God hears their prayer, that God knows where they are. I hear you this morning. He hears you this morning. Cry out to him. He texted me again this morning and he said, I want you to know that I'm praying. I'm in prayer right now. Speak the name of Jesus. There's no other name. I can't do anything for you, but he can. He's my home. He's my home. Cry out to it. 
there's an unction of the Holy Ghost that's in this house right now. You can touch the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, speak out his name over it right now. In the name of Jesus. 